Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. Your blessed name, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, friends. Good morning. And a special welcome to all of you who are going to be confirmed and received or reaffirming your baptismal vows. And for all of you who are here to support them. It matters. Thank you. And I am just delighted to be here with all of you. <coughs> a mentor, a teacher, and a friend of mine always liked to tell a story on himself that has stayed with me. And at the time, he was the rector of a suburban church in northern New Jersey. And it turned out on this particular day, in the story he told tells on himself, he was driving into Manhattan trying to get to a meeting for which he was late. And this was long before cell phones, so he couldn't even text and do that preemptive, oh, the traffic's really bad excuse. And he was just stuck, and traffic was excruciating. It was just snarled on all the main street. So to try to make up some time, he swerved off onto a side street, and for a while he was making some very good time, but then to his dismay, he found himself just stuck behind this large truck, and it's not going anywhere. And the traffic is just building behind him all the while. He is getting more and more annoyed, and while he is impatiently waiting for the truck to move, he sees what he presumes to be a homeless man beginning to wander over towards his car. At which he was a good man, kind and generous heart, but at this point in time, now 20 minutes late to his meeting and he's still out of time parking, he is not in a mood to have a meaningful conversation with this hard-living man. So he does his New Jersey best to just ignore him, never glancing in the man's way, even though he knows the fellow is clearly approaching his car. And the thing is, is that the hard-living man is not put off by Richard's ignoring act. And finally, Finally, the fellow actually taps on the driver's side window, and Richard, without really looking, shakes his head, no, 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 I'm going to change, I'm going to change. But the man isn't leaving. Instead, the man motions kind of insistently for him to roll down his window. Well, 
To be fair, eventually Richard's conscience gets the best of it and rolls down the window and he looks at the somewhat disheveled man in the eye and as he does, the man says to him, it's part. The truck in front of you, it's part. <laughs> you, me, we, us, we need each other. I don't see what you see. And you don't hear what I hear. We, you, me, each of us only has a slice of insight, a portion of the view, just a piece of the story. And it was a time, it was a time when God's word was rare and visions were not widespread. And it was a time when the boy Samuel was serving the Lord working under the supervision of Eli the priest, and it was a time when Eli's sons, who were also priests, were less than compelling individuals, regularly drunk, frequently taking advantage of the people, and routinely ignoring all of their holy duties. They were a sight to behold. And it is in this time, while the boy Samuel sleeps next to the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, that he hears a voice calling out to him in the middle of the night, Samuel, Samuel. So Samuel, hearing the voice, thinks it's Eli the priest calling him. So Samuel gets up, and he goes on into Eli's room, and he wakes him up, and he goes, here I am. And Eli, cranky and crotchety, not happy to be woken up, says, I didn't call you, go back to bed. So he does. Samuel goes back to his room, he lays down, begins to drift off to sleep, and then he hears the voice again. Samuel! Hey, Samuel! And so, dutifully, he goes on back to Eli, who is blind and old, but he has all of his wits about him, and he's like, oh my God, Lord, we may all go back to bed. Well, okay, Samuel's not too happy about being yelled back. He goes back to his little pad on the floor, and yep, you guessed it. Voice comes, Samuel! Hey, Sam! Okay, so at this point, tentatively, Samuel goes back one more time to Eli. And before Eli can like actively start swearing at him, because he realizes, even though visions were rare and God's word was scarce, Eli suddenly realizes that what's going on is that God must be calling out to Samuel. So he says to Samuel, next time you hear the voice say, speak, for your servant is listening. So Samuel lays down yet again. The voice comes, and this time Samuel says, speak, for your servant is listening. And God speaks to young Samuel and tells him all that's going to happen to Eli and to Eli's sons and the drastic changes that are coming. The next morning, Samuel kind of goes about his business in the temple pretending like nothing happened because he really doesn't want to tell Eli all that God has said to him. But Eli comes to him and says, look, no, 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 just, just tell me everything. I got to know. And Samuel does. 
Eli couldn't see, but he could hear. And Samuel could hear, but he couldn't understand. And Eli helped Samuel to understand so he could hear from God and then Samuel could tell Eli what he didn't yet know. We need each other. Particularly, friends, when God's words are scarce and divine visions are rare, we, like the priests and the prophets of old, we need each other to hear and to understand God's call to us. Some of us today are younger, some of us are older, some of us can hear God, others can see the needs of the world, some of us have energy, some of us have passion, some of us have wisdom, some of us have humility, some of us have enthusiasm, some of us are just grounded in pragmatism. But each of us, regardless of our age, or our race, or our education, or our sexuality, or gender expressions, and all the other list of qualifiers and includers that our world sometimes uses to declare who's in and who's out, who has power and who has left each of us, all of us as a piece and a portion of God's truth. And may we do all we can to support our siblings in Christ, who this day are asking to be confirmed, received, or reaffirm those vows that perhaps someone else made for you when you were a baby. But may all of us, who each have a piece of God's hope, may we promise to uphold each other in our longings, our deep abiding longings to connect with the holy. May we promise that today and tomorrow. May you do what you can to embody that, to actually live it out. We, us, you, me, we need each other. For none of us has a life in ourselves, and none of us is our own master. None of us can see it all, and each of us has a call. So may we create the time and the place and the space and the graciousness to hear and to hold and to honor one another's call and to assist each other 
our own individual journeys of faith so that together we can move closer to God's hope and God's longing for our fraught, flawed, fragile world. This day, God is calling you, me, us, together. And may we reply, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. All of us are listening. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.